0: Everybody, I'm Zach. I'm a heroin addict. Zach. Um, yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to say tonight. It's crazy. Um, thank you for asking me to lead, Eric. I appreciate it. Um, I definitely didn't want to. I worked all day, and I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, this is the last thing I want to do tonight. But um, that's how I knew I needed to do it. You know what I mean? Getting out of self and staying busy because what would I be doing otherwise? Sitting at home fucking on the couch doing nothing. You yeah. know? <sighs> Alright, um, I guess what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. A little experience, strength, and hope for you. Um, I started drinking and using when I was, like, 12, probably. Yeah, 12. Um, as soon as I took my first drink of alcohol, it was off to the races, you know? Like, I had struggled with depression and insecurity my entire life. And having that chemical peace of mind for the first time was, like, dude, like... I've arrived, this is what I've been missing, you know? I was finally able to be okay with who I was and, you know, go through day-to-day situations. And it was basically an everyday thing from that first drink, you know? Started smoking weed not too long after that, you know? Everything's all fun and games, partying with my friends and shit, you know? Like, skate and destroy that whole lifestyle, you know? It was it was fun for a while, you know? And um, it got harder. You know, I've struggled with major depression my entire life. Um, my first suicide attempt I was eight, and uh, it was doctors, and hospitals, and everything after that. You know what I mean? My like, all the way through adolescence. Um, yeah, I came from an abusive home. You know, my um, my old man uh, uh, grew up in a military environment. Bad alcoholic dad. You know, I grew up getting the whole brunt of that. Um, got got my fair share of shit you know my parents split when i was super young my mom was uh relatively normal you know up until like i was like really like maybe 13 14 and her drinking kind of escalated from above well to above normal and um yeah she she was a pretty bad alcoholic in the last like part of her life that i spent with her she was um It was really bad, it was really hard to be at home. But, um, you know, we were kind of codependent. I didn't really know how to support myself by the time that I was like, you know, most of my friends were getting jobs, you know, doing well in school. I dropped out of high school, you know. It was all drugs, all the time. And I knew everything, because I was 17. And who the fuck doesn't know everything when they're 17, you know what I mean? You know? Fucking, yeah. School was not for me. I knew that. And all I did was drink and use and fucking just get fucking loaded every single day because I was allowed to do that. You know, my mom didn't want to drink alone. She liked being the cool mom that all the kids would come over to our house, you know, and fucking we were allowed to smoke weed. She'd buy us all booze, like all that shit, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, man, I couldn't take care of myself because I never learned how. Every job I ever had, I fucking, you know, either just never showed up again, I got fired from, like, I ended up quitting because I was just like, dude, fuck this, you know, like, got really, really unmanageable, I was trying to put my life together in all of the wrong ways, I was actively suicidal, I was, you know, just Trying to tell myself that I was sober even though I really wasn't I was like doing all of the fucking research We all do, you know, I was like, okay. Well, like obviously like don't smoke crack That's probably a bad thing to do, you know, like um, maybe, maybe maybe when you use needles, it's it's not a good idea But like fucking I can drink some beer I can drop some acid like fucking normal people do that shit and keep their day jobs Right like dude. I fucking did every single thing alcoholically Everything first thing in the morning to the last thing that I did before I passed out I was getting loaded, you know, and I fucking lost the job that I really needed at that point in my life My mom was constantly in and out of the hospital she died from liver cirrhosis not too long after you know, I was she died in 2017 and um, I was there with her for those last three years. Just it was just me and her My sister had got emancipated because she was tired of living in the alcoholic home. You know, she has a good head on her shoulders. She's a normie, she's not like us. And um, got out of the situation and I couldn't, you know, she's off going to college at fucking 15, 16 years old. You know, like, I couldn't keep a job at a fucking fast food restaurant. Too drunk, too fucking high, like all of it, dude. I had this whole fucking regiment of things that I would do on a daily basis just to like be okay. And tell myself that this is what normal people do. That's the fucking biggest lie I ever told myself was that I was okay. And that this was normal. You know? Nobody fucking wakes up and fucking... You know? They're sick off your ass. You go fucking steal TVs or fucking bikes off playgrounds or fucking... Anything that you get your hands on, you can fucking trade to your fucking tweaker buddy who's got the rocks, who's got the fucking dope, you know? Like, dude, I was so fucking sick. I fucking... Man, yeah, you guys know it's fucking crazy the things that we do. Yeah, I couldn't support myself. I was living at home with my mom. I had just lost my job, and um, constantly driving her back and forth to the emergency room. You know, dealing with a uh, liver cirrhosis. It's a very slow process. They gave her six months, and she lived three years past that diagnosis. This was a lot of trips to the emergency room. You know, she was getting prescribed Oxy for the pain, and she was never taking it. And um, you know, so she'd be like, "Honey, if you clean the backyard, I'll give you this bottle of Oxy." I'm like, fuck yeah, dude! Like that's that's fucking awesome. Like, never cleaned the backyard or washed a dish a day in my life until that point. I was like super fucking motivated, you know. But. Yeah, you know, it got, it got really bad. There was a lot of fighting, a lot of fucking, a lot of shit. And I didn't really understand how to deal with somebody who was in addiction because I didn't admit to myself for a long time that I actually had, like, a real problem, you know? I was in, uh, I was a full-blown fucking addict right there along with her, and um, I was just like, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact, like, why are you the way you are? I tried everything I could in that mind state to help her out I just couldn't anymore after a certain point she didn't want me around so I moved to uh, Las Vegas with my sister which was a horrible idea Um, couldn't take care of myself there either you know my little sister became like the older sibling you know it was like this strange sort of dynamic shift and um, it was definitely a blow to my ego when that happened. Like, I had always viewed myself as, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the big brother. I'm supposed to, like, be looking out for my, my little kid sister, you know. And I couldn't do any of that. My sister went through fucking abusive relationships and fucking a shitload of stuff that she never should have had to deal with, you know. And I should have, if, if she was dealing with it, I should have been there to support her. I should have been there to, like, do something, you know, like, just to be there. And I couldn't even do that, dude. I couldn't get a job. We we lived in Las Vegas six months, and I spent the entire time just fucking getting loaded on the couch. She'd come home from work in 12 hours. I'm fucking nodded the fuck out, passed out in the fucking pool of my own vomit, you know? Like, I was just not able to function. Moved back from Las Vegas because we got sick of the fucking desert, dude. It's horrible there. Horrible. 120 in the summer, fucking 20 degrees in the winter. Awful. Yeah. You know? And, um... Yeah, I was fucking homeless with a dog I couldn't take care of. My dad agreed to let me come back in, and, um dude, yeah, like, he was like, just don't get loaded. And I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> Whatever you say, sir. The concrete's cold, sir. Like, oh, fucking warm shower and a fridge, and, you know, like, yeah, he knew I was getting fucking high, but he didn't want me to, like, be out there doing that shit, you know? And I saw, like, the pain that I was putting him through. My little brother was, like, eight years old when I moved back in, and um, he fucking found, like, my dope bags and fucking used needles that I had stashed in my fucking bedroom, and he's, like, brought them out. He's like, what's all this, you know? Like, why are your straws cut so short? doesn't fit in the cup, like, you know? Fucking total little kid shit. And my dad fucking lost it, you know? kind of funny looking back a little bit, but, you know, totally fucked, like, but he still didn't kick me out, you know, it took a lot for him to come to that point, because he was just so fucking, you know, he felt for me, his dad was a fucking addict, you know, my mom was a gnarly addict, and she died not too long after I moved back in with my dad, and that was one of the hardest experiences I ever went through. I was fucking getting loaded the whole time, went and saw her in the hospital, you know, she's, um, I had seen her a couple times before that, and I beat myself up about this for a really long time, like, I couldn't spend time with her, because I couldn't see her like that, you know, she wasn't my mom anymore, it felt like, you know, she wasn't that same person, my mom was a beautiful human being big smile that would just fucking make everybody in the room fucking smile. You know, that laughter was contagious, you know, and there was just none of that left. Every time I saw her, she, she had the symptom of, uh, you know, liver failure called encephalopathy, however the fuck you pronounce it, but it makes you very disoriented and confused. And she was under the impression that she was getting a liver transplant when she had been removed from the transplant list because she popped for alcohol in one of her exams. It was really fucking hard I couldn't stand to be there in the room with her last three times I went to visit her and then the last time she's not even conscious she's on a breathing tube you know and I'm sitting there and I know what's going on I'm holding her hand sitting by the bed and I can't stop fucking thinking about when I can go to the bathroom and take another fucking shot it's all I could fucking think about stone-cold emotionless fucking reaction in the bedroom the hospital room you Mm know i can only think about going and getting loaded i was loaded in there when she died and then my addiction got way worse after that because my mom was like my best friend you know what i mean she was she was a real fucking human being like and there's there's not many people like that you meet in everyday life that are like super fucking down to earth real, you know what I mean? Like it's few and far between and um I just didn't know how to deal with it, so I I dealt with it how, you know, we all knew how to. You know. It's fucking off to the races. I was like done trying to like, you know, maybe like halfway fucking stay clean, get sober, you know. I'm like, "Oh, well fucking I'll just smoke weed and drink like fucking that's cool." You know, but I, like, fully surrendered to my disease at that point. I was like, I'm a fucking drug addict, and I'm going to be a fucking drug addict, and I'm going to die a fucking drug addict. And that's how I lived for the next several years, you know? It got really, really bad the last couple years of my addiction. I was fucking almost never home. I got kicked out of my dad's house. I was renting this shit room in fucking South El Monte, you know, like, fucking... From some tweakers that live there. This dude was like always taking apart these fucking Chinese knockoff guitars that he was buying from pawn shops and shit, like full projects, you know? It was fucking ridiculous. But I was renting this room, I was never there. I was staying with my buddy Chad in this fucking dirty little shithole in fucking South Alhambra. And yeah, May of 2019, which is the year I got sober, I fucking died, dude. Like, I died from an overdose, and I've had lots of ODs before and lots of close calls and shit, you know, but I was like, literally the doctors told me I was dead coded for fucking five minutes, dude. Fucking woke up with the fucking epinephrine and everything, like, I was like, what the fuck? I was pissed as fuck that they woke me up because I was actively suicidal, trying to fucking kill myself in any way that I could without actually doing the whole suicide, you know what I mean? Left the fucking emergency room. Called my buddy, picked me up. Went right back to the fucking spot I was hanging out at. That was like a really low outside bottom. What took me to my knees on the outside wasn't quite that bad. You know, like I had a job I was maybe showing up at a couple days a week, you know? Like I had a roof over my head temporarily, you know? Like, I had been in far worse places, you know? But mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I was so fucking done and broken when I decided to get clean. It wasn't even me who fucking made me decide that. It was my higher power, you know? Because I never would have fucking told you that I needed help. I called my buddy who's like, I, I, view this guy as a brother, you know, um, he got sober a few years before I did. And, um, he was one of the only people I had left in my life by that point. I called him at fucking, it was like two o'clock on like a Tuesday night and two o'clock in the morning. And I fucking, I call him, I have my suicide note written because I'm fucking done being alive. Cause all of this was just too fucking much. I don't know what came over me, but I picked up that phone. I dialed his number and he answered on the second ring. He talked me down off the fucking edge, dude, because I was fucking ready. Like, I was, I was done. I'd left my dad fucking 17 voicemails the night before fucking threatening to kill myself for fucking, I don't even remember. Like, I was black the fuck out. I fucking just like lost my shit. And I knew I'd been fucking super, super depressed for a long time, but um, it was definitely God. the universe or whatever the fuck that thing is you know so i just found the words coming out of my mouth saying that i needed help i can't fucking do this anymore because it was overdose or suicide both of those options are death or like maybe try to get sober because i'd never really like done that you know i went to rehab the first time when i was 17 out of a out of the fucking uci psych ward after a suicide attempt i've been held on a 5250, and they said i had to fucking go to treatment it was conditionary for my release and nobody's done it. 17. fucking knew everything you know what i mean i never took it seriously until at that point when i really just was so fucking broken beyond belief i was done i was like dude i will do whatever you know It took a month for me to get like this shitty fucking Covered California health insurance policy. Took a month for it to activate. I kept using, I kept fucking, I had another OD before I went back into treatment. Like, but I went and I don't even think it was really me doing the walking that made me walk into the doors of the treatment center that I went to. Because I never, I never would have done that. I couldn't have done that. Not on my own. That was the best fucking decision I ever made in my life. It's the reason I'm here today, you know? Deciding to be open. To be honest with myself about, like, what I really was struggling with. And to be willing to do whatever the fuck anybody else told me I needed to do. Because I was like, dude, just show me how to fucking live. Like, I can't... I I don't get this thing. Like, this, this shit's fucked, you know? Like, everything out there is totally fucked, man. Like... I don't get it. Like, show me what to do. And I did every single thing anybody ever fucking told me. I fucking hit my knees in the morning before fucking meals, and I was anti-religion my whole life, you know? I'm fucking praying to- I don't even know what the fuck. And, like, literally just meditating, doing yoga. Like, fuck, dude. That shit was crazy. We did goat yoga one time when I was in treatment. It was fucking yoga with a bunch of little baby goats running all over you, dude. It was insane, man never done shit like that you know i grew up in a fucking very poor family living in very low income areas and i was mind blown fucking goats dude surf therapy you're telling me i can go surfing and it's fucking therapizing like fuck yeah dude it was all part of like me just learning how to be happy again though you know because i'd never fucking been happy my entire life there was something fundamentally missing from me inside that just i couldn't be happy Getting sober gave me that back. Getting clean and working the steps, you know, like, fucking going to therapy, like, doing the things that I was adamantly against, you know, inviting spirituality into my life. I grew up in an atheist house, dude. Fucking closest I got to God was tripping the fuck out on a lot of acid, you know what I mean? Like, learning how to acknowledge, accept, and invite a higher power, into me into my life and into the way i interact with other people. It's a fucking it's a blessing beyond words. Like i don't have words to describe how grateful i am that i was able to find god at some point during this journey. And i have happiness today, you know. It's so crazy. I remember fucking being like I don't know 30 days sober like fucking my sponsor I'm like trying to do everything so I'm like dude like fucking let's do these steps man let's fucking get after it dude like he's like I was I, I don't I don't I don't know about this whole two and three thing like I don't know about god you know like I don't know about this whole higher power bullshit but um so he was like dude it's a spiritual experience as a result of working these steps like you just got to be willing I was like all right I'm fucking willing dude because everything else is fucked remember like and um yeah I remember Pacing around the courtyard, chain smoking cigarettes in the fucking rain at the treatment center I was at. My buddy, who I was in treatment with, fucking comes out and he's like, Zach, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to find God! Like, fucking all pissed off. Like, I just couldn't fucking get it, dude. But like, putting pen to paper on my fourth step is what started the spiritual awakening for me. Being willing to believe that, okay, well, this has worked for some other people, like, maybe, maybe this shit, maybe there's something to it. Maybe it can work for me, too, you know, like, if I, if I really, like, try. And I was just open to that, you know, because, like I said, I was so fucking broken, I didn't know what the fuck else to do. So I just did what they told me. I wrote fucking 78 pages front and back, taking my resentments all the way back to some fucking little motherfucker who pissed me off in kindergarten, you know what I mean? Like, I was thorough. And it was so fucking cathartic to see all of my shit. All of it just out in front of me on this piece of paper. Well, lots of pieces of paper, but you know, that shit was fucking heavy, dude. And it was like, I didn't realize how heavy it was until that weight had been lifted off my fucking shoulders. And that was, that was profound. Going over that fourth step with my first sponsor and telling him things that I swore I would take to my grave, you know? Just fucking all of the shit. And him being like, dude, like, it's all good. You know, like fucking telling me some of the shit that he's been through and the shit that he's done to people and experienced in his life and his addiction. Says it's all good. I was fucking blown away, dude. The spiritual experience really happened for me between steps four and when I finished my first ninth step every step thereafter, you know, like I had already been practicing to some extent, you know, trying to just like be a good person each day, trying to keep with that whole fake it till you make it meditate and pray routine, right? You know, like, so I don't know what the fuck I was praying to until I had that moment. I was probably like, I don't know, three, four months sober when it finally really clicked. Like, I was, like, halfway through my amends, and I was, like, yeah, it was probably four months sober. I was in sober living. I was working on my amends, and fucking COVID happened. So we're all in lockdown in fucking sober living, and I have to, like, start calling people and reaching out to other people who might have these other people's phone numbers and, like, trying to, like, write letters to family members who fucking live out of state and shit, you know, like, do it the hard way. And it's when I started to, like, see things, you know, like... I started to notice the progress I was making, because, like, my roommate relapsed in sober living during that whole situation. He got fucking over it, you know? I could have been right there, but instead of fucking, you know, going with them to Mexico to try to get some cocaine and hookers, like, I was fucking calling people that I fucked over, like, 10 years ago. Like, that was fucking weird, man. I got some... Sure, some people were telling me, you know, fuck off, never talk to me again. And I reached out for my amends, but it was largely a positive response. People were receptive to what I had to say and they were forgiving even, you know, like that was beyond me, dude. I was like, there's no way this person's going to be like, Hey, you know, like we're cool, you know, like it was such a profound experience going through that. I got a few of the biggest apologies I never thought I would got just for like, Reaching out, you know, and trying to, like, reconnect with people that, you know, we parted ways on, on shitty terms. And that was so healing. Continuing on, finishing those, and working on my 10, 11, and 12 every day. To the best of my ability, I don't always fucking write shit down at the end of the day, because I'm tired. But, you know, I try to be a good person today. Be a little better than I was yesterday and tomorrow i'll try to be better than i was today you know what i mean i'm gonna keep doing that every day i'm human i'm i'm not perfect i definitely still get in my own way i slip up sometimes you know i'm like i can catch myself when i'm not sticking with my routines i'm not doing my readings i'm not doing my prayers you know i get fucking irritable restless and discontent i get pissed off i get selfish and it's all good dude because i can fucking like recognize that and Like I'm okay, you know, I can work on not doing that again tomorrow. Those promises that they talk about in the ninth step, they, 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 they're, they're true in my life. And I might not always have like full blown serenity all the fucking time, but I don't think anybody ever does constantly. You know what I mean? Unless you're like Jesus or something, but like I have peace today, you know, and my life so chaotic. All of it, all the way through. Today, I can honestly sit here and be okay talking to you guys. Like, most of you are strangers. I've never met you guys before in my life. That's fuck. Like, I wasn't going anywhere before I got clean. You know, I was fucking afraid to go to the bathroom because I was like, they'll know. Fuck, they'll know what? You're using the bathroom for its intended purpose? <laughs> like, you know? Like, I was afraid of... Everyone and everything and today I can sit here in this room and totally like not give a shit Like what you guys are thinking about me like oh my god like fucking who's better than who like fucking all this ego shit That we get wrapped up in through our whole lives, you know, it's like fuck that none of that shit matters like and I'm okay with who I am And sitting here in front of you guys. It's never would have been able to do that before so that's a blessing on its own You know just being able to talk to complete strangers and relate, you know I get to be a son to my father today. And he and I didn't speak for like about 10 years of my life. You know, and when he did see me, when I came back into his, you yeah, know, it was bad. I wasn't me. And I get, to, I get to be there. I get to call him every day and have him stoked to hear from me, have him invite me over for fucking Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know. I get to be a big brother again to my little sister and to my little brother. I never thought I would have that again. And that's, that's so profoundly huge. Like, my sister calls me for fucking advice, dude. (laughs) Like, the fuck? (laughs) Oh, man. That's so mind-blowing. And so beyond, like, I don't have words to express how rewarding that is. You know, to just be, feel wanted and needed and appreciated in the lives of the people that I care about, you know? I have a job today one that I don't hate going to every day, you know, and that's, that's, like, wow, you yeah. know. I can actually take care of myself, which is fucking weird, you know, it's definitely a little weird, especially when you first get sober, it's like, dude, all right, what the fuck, everything's this huge deal, and after a while, you know, it's not so hard to pay your phone bill, and it's not so hard to fucking, you know, think about, like, actually having to go cash your check, or fucking whatever, you know what I mean? It's such a trip. So today, you know, I'm happy with who I am. I owe it all to the program, working the steps. I'm a huge advocate for therapy, you know, like seeing a personal therapist has been immensely helpful processing the traumas I've been through, you know, and um, just praying and meditation. Meditation has been huge. Just really trying to not get so wrapped up in like my old, selfish self. If I can do something for someone else without getting anything in return, you know, and like try to do that without even thinking about it. Like that's where it's really that's what it's about, you know, just helping the next person, being a good person today. And I get to do that, and that's a fucking blessing. So, you know, I'm sort of rambling now. I think I'm that's good, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh yeah, I'm I'm Zach. I'm I'm still an addict. So. <laughs>